and welcome to The Way Things Used to Be. I'm your host, Don Williams. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about the dreaded VCR. Some people don't know what a VCR is. Some of us are very familiar with what VCRs are and used to be. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Many years ago, when someone invited you over to watch movies on the big screen, they were referring to Grandpa's Home Movies. Ooh. They were shown on a large roll-up screen through a noisy projector that clicked away the frames on reels of film. You'd watch things like Baby's First Steps or Uncle Phineas waxing his Plymouth sedan, kids acting goofy in front of the camera, and Junior blowing the candles out on this birthday cake. To make it even more fun, out came the slide projector and carousels of slides of Cousin Mortimer's class trip to Niagara Falls in 1953. Aunt Gertrude would make a big batch of popcorn and made sure everybody had some before the lights were turned down for the big show. Sadly, all of this would change with the dawn of the VCR. We would shelve the movie projector and its reels of film and replace them with a machine that sat on top of a console TV set. Instead of watching flickering images of Billy and Sally opening Christmas presents, we were laughing at reruns of Gomer Pyle that were recorded on tape the night before. We were obsessed with television already, but even more so now that we had the ability to tape a program and play it back whenever we liked. Home video cameras, or camcorders as we call them now, would soon come into play. The difference between them and Grandpa's film camera was the ability to erase and re-record if that special moment didn't quite work out. It kind of makes the special moments not so special anymore. There would soon be a format war between VHS and Beta. VHS tapes were larger than Beta and could hold more programming, up to six hours. Beta tapes were slightly smaller and tended to have better picture quality. The two formats were not compatible with each other at all. My good friend Steve had a VHS and I had Beta. We couldn't share tapes, so we often were hooking our machines together and copying them. By this time, everybody and their brother was making blank video cassettes. There were good ones, and there were really cheaply made ones. If the picture quality didn't stink, the tape itself did, as made evident by the crinkling and crunching noise coming from the machine as it tore up a tape. Beta would finally lose the format war, and VHS would dominate the market and be the leading home video format for years until DVDs came on the scene. My first experience with a VCR was somewhere around 1979 or 1980. One of the kids in our block had the only known VCR in the entire neighborhood. I was fascinated how it worked like a tape recorder with its big click buttons. One of the tapes that this kid had for his VCR could have put his parents behind bars. It was a bootleg copy of the movie Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. He knew someone who snuck a bulky video camera into the projection booth of a movie theater and recorded it on beta tape. He even let me make a cassette recording of it, so you could say that I had a bootleg copy of a bootleg copy. I also fiddled with the buttons on the VCR when nobody was watching, and I accidentally erased part of the soundtrack from the bootleg tape. Of course, I didn't say anything. It was a bootleg tape, and it probably should have been completely erased anyway. Nowadays, anyone can sneak a smartphone into a movie theater and record it. And you don't have to go very far to find bootleg sites on the internet and download illegal copies of the latest theatrical releases. Coming full circle, those old dusty films of grandpa's are being transferred to tapes, DVDs, and digital thumb drives. Now you have services that'll take your old videotapes and digitize them to preserve their content. So what do you do with a box of old videotapes after they've been preserved on DVD? 
you guessed it, they get dumpstered. You can't even give them away because nobody wants them, and the thrift stores are overrun with them. As I'm recording this podcast, you can still buy a VCR in places like Target or Walmart, but they're very cheaply made. They're nothing like the machines that were made back in the 80s and 90s, and it's getting harder and harder to find blank video cassettes in a retail store. Don't go away. When we come back, I'm going to talk to my good friend Steve Wright about our days of playing with VCRs. Joining me now here on the phone is my good friend Steve Wright, all the way from Plantation, Florida. How you doing, buddy? Doing well, my friend. All right. Hey, uh, my topic this week on the podcast is VCRs and the dawn of the VCR and kind of the end of the VCR era. So I know that you and I, growing up, we messed around with a lot of VCRs and we did a lot of dubbing. We had a lot of hair-pulling, frustrating times. I want to open up the dialogue and talk about this stuff. What's on your mind about uh, what we did with those things? Well, if you go back to when we were, what, about 12, 13, um, when we first met, none of us had VCRs. So it wasn't until, like, we got into junior high that I think we had our first VCR experience. Mine mine was a VHF top-load cassette player. And um, I remember at the time, there was only about 25 channels on cable. And so if you wanted to record a program, you had to select one channel at a time and you couldn't overlap anything. Everything had to be lined up perfectly, like time-wise, day-wise, and you can only record one program at a time. And uh, I remember how frustrating that that was because there was like sometimes three programs I wanted to record at the same time, you know, and and, uh, couldn't do it. Only you had to pick one out of the three that, you know, that would uh, you want to keep. And then you'd watch it back later, of course. Do you remember uh, setting the timer to record something and then watching something else on another channel? Uh, when my VCR, when I first started using it, um, you could only tune it to uh, a channel, channel three, I remember. And you weren't allowed to change channels at that point. You had to kind of like leave it there on three. If you changed the channel, it wouldn't record. Uh, so it was more like a, a remote recording that you had to set it and then kind of walk away from it. And that was kind of how I remember it. Yeah, um, I kind of remember mine being the same way as well. And uh, with mine, you had to manually set a channel, uh, and you only had 12 channels total that you could manually set on the VCR. So with 25 or 30 channels on cable, you could only manually set about 12 of them on the VCR. And if you wanted to record something outside of those 12 you already programmed, you had to take this little tool and you had to put it in a little slot and you had to turn it to adjust it to get it to the next channel you wanted. That was a pain in the rear. I never tried to do that. Um, I I could record programs that didn't overlap like in the same day. I could do three programs or more in the same day, but they had to be separated. And then you had to buy the right amount of tape length to record all this. So you had the three speeds, you know, SP, uh, EP, and uh, was it SLP? SLP or, or LP, I think, was like the middle speed. Yeah, and, and EP was the slowest. That EP was, a, was like the slowest. Hours. It was the slowest, and it was the worst quality ever. Right, but it allowed you to re, uh, record a bunch at one time. So you could fill up a six-hour VHS tape with a lot of different programs. So it, it allowed for more storage, but if you wanted better quality, you could only re, you could have to record it on SP, which would be a two-hour format. And, uh, of course, it would come out better, but... Um, 
you kind of sacrifice more content. So for me, in the early age of cable, there was so much I wanted to record at that time from various programs to sporting events that I needed the extra time. So I always bought VHS tapes in bulk, you know, and got the six hours or more. Sometimes there was a, there was on sale even an eight hour tape. So you could actually do more, but it was so stretched at that point that you could, uh, the tape could snap. Oh yeah. Well, well, that, that leads me to talking about those uh, those really super cheap tapes that uh, sometimes got tangled up and crunched in the machine. Tell me about that. Oh, those were a nightmare. Uh, you could hear the, the, the tape grinding in the machine. <laughs> and I remember doing surgery and like having to stop it, lift up the, uh, the top lid, and actually use a screwdriver to pull off the top of the VCR and then look into the entire gut's of it and then find out where the tape was snagged at and then go in there with my fingers and lift out from each roller where where it was stuck and then if you could somehow wind the tape back into the case then you were doing you were you know what you were doing but there was a lot of times it would come out all mangled the tape would be worthless it would be trash at that point and if you did and, get it back um, if you got it back into the case and you played back over that section of tape it the, the, the picture quality just went through the toilet you had to wait for that spot to clear before it got to a, a clean spot and uh, I, a lot of tapes went bye bye after that um, for, for me I didn't like that uh, I wanted to have a clean tape always you know because uh, re-recording was really big back then uh, yes re-recording over old programs because a lot of stuff you would watch once or twice and then you would just reuse the tape again you know, there was nothing set in stone on a tape unless you uh, popped the tabs on it, you know, and wanted to preserve it, the record tabs. But I remember the, the remotes for the VCR uh, were not wireless either. They, they, they came, you had to do it all kind of attached to the unit. It was all connected. Yes, that's right. And, my, uh, my, beta, my beta VCR had the same thing and had a wired remote with like a 25-foot cord on it. Uh-huh. So. I remember, uh, uh, you know, setting a recording and just praying that I did it right and then I would go out for the evening and then come back and it'd be like, did it work? Did it work? You know? And then when you see that it did, you felt so like it was a, like you accomplished something really big. Wow. This, this is what it's going to be like from now on, you know, not even realizing how technology was going to catch up and make it so much easier in the future. But at that time, you're, all you're thinking of was, well, this is what that's going to be like from now on. And nobody had any, any clue as to how fast VCRs were going to change uh, over time. And, and how much they would change the way we watch TV. Oh, oh yes. Uh, today, you look at DVRs as the main mode of recording. All digital, simple, easy playback, easy deletion, all from cable channels. But in the, in the days of tape, you had to store and put in a new tape. You know, like it was all about keeping a collection. Um, and and there was nothing and, more frustrating than having a tape run out right in the middle of an episode you were recording. Oh yes, you had to know how much tape you had on each cassette. Some tapes had these little uh, counter labels that you could put on there, and it would tell you approximately from an hour and twenty down to fifteen minutes. It would give you an indication how far the tape had spooled to know when uh, it was going to end. So. I had a good guess on a lot of things, but uh, there was times it ran out before the program finished, and uh, I had to find out another way to record it again. You know, it was all—it's all touch and go. Yes, and 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 that's one advantage you had with your VHS over my Beta. My Betamax was a uh, front loader, 
and it had no window to actually see the tape inside, so you couldn't tell. You had to, you had to know you had to pretty much rely on the little three-digit number counter on the front. And and another thing about uh, Beta was that it only recorded four and a half hours on a tape, whereas VHS could record up to six. And I, and I do remember your Beta was better quality than mine. Uh, VHS had its uh, unless you cleaned the uh, record heads every so often, it would build up a bad recording head and the tape playback would always look a little fuzzy at times. And, and, and the tracking control as well. If you didn't have a, the tracking control set just in the right spot, you would start getting those uh, those lines going either at the top or the bottom of the screen or, or a big flash of lines right through the middle of it because it can't control track on the, on the tape properly. I remember the tracking control, yes. That was something you had to adjust, leave it right in the neutral spot, or you could you could adjust it to left or right to kind of fix that issue. But yes, um, unless the tape was recorded in that uh, original speed uh, on the tracking, it could very well end up on a different side of a tracking adjustment. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, uh, what? So tell me what kind of programs you used to record. I can tell you... Um, my favorite thing to record was on uh, weeknights, uh, comedy classics on Channel 50 in Detroit. I would record, uh, uh, like one night they would run Laurel and Hardy, the next night they would run The Three Stooges. And I, I don't know how many tapes I've filled up with those shows, uh, commercials and all, because I, I set my timer to record them. I wasn't going to stay up late and watch them, but uh, that was the, the fun part about that, was recording them on a timer and then playing them back the next day at my at my convenience. Yes, all the TV sitcoms and, and the shows of the day, I did the same, recorded all those same programs. Um, what's great about sporting events, I could record games that were going on and then watch them back later. That was a, a new thing, you know. When I was younger, it was always about listening to the, the uh, game on a radio in real time, whereas a VCR gave you that chance to, well, I didn't get to see the game, but I knew, I knew the score. So, but I wanted to see how, how it ended, in what way. You know, maybe there was a highlight I missed, or listening on the radio, I wanted to see a certain play. And that helped, you know, watching back something. A lot of historical moments back in the 80s, and there was a lot of things going on. When uh, you'd see something on TV, uh, you'd immediately hit the record just to see what was going on. And uh, something historical like uh, Space Shuttle, uh, Challenger, you know. Uh, you know, you're reading my mind because I, I, th- I was thinking the same thing. I, I was in my uh, first year of college at Lansing Community College, and I was actually in my car driving on my way to a class when I heard on the radio that the space shuttle had uh, exploded. Uh, so I hightailed it back home. I skipped my classes for the day, got back home, popped the tape in the beta VCR, and hit record right away. Because uh, I didn't know I was recording history right then and there. And yes. That was an amazing thing. Uh, sad and tragic, but it was amazing. I had the tape rolling when they were recording all this breaking news live. Yes, and that was uh, the benefit of a VCR. Uh, you could hit record, and then this will all be stored for later. And and you wanted to learn more about things through a VCR. You know, uh, when you recorded, it was all about having a chance to relive it again and understand it better. Not only was uh, you know live events, but um, you know shows that were re-recorded. You know, you wanted to keep them in, in a collection. You know, this is before home video was really allowed to uh, take shape, uh, where you could own something in a collection. Uh, VHS tapes back in video stores, you had to buy those, and movies back then were anywhere between $50 and $100 oh, on tape. It was crazy expensive. In a lot of places where you could actually rent them, they wanted a, a deposit down, like a 25 or a $50 deposit just to borrow a tape. When you see your favorite movie play on cable or local TV, that was your chance to own it right then and there. 
That's right. Have it in your collection for nothing. <laughs> and uh, that was the benefit of VCRs. But you know, over time, you know, when DVDs came into play, it kind of took away the steam because DVDs had just a such a much better quality, you know, to offer. And I remember VCRs got phased out slowly, but got to a point where I didn't need one anymore. Right. And, right. Uh, there was a there was an overlap time for a while though because when DVDs came out you did not have the ability to record on them you could only play back so that's where yes. the VCR still stayed in a lot of houses was because people still wanted to record their shows but we weren't quite at that DVR stage yet um, and then recordable DVDs came out uh, you know for the computer first and then they made standalone units like a VCR where you just popped in a blank DVD and you hit record and you could record your shows just like on a tape. But those didn't really take off. Um, I think DVR kind of uh, took the steam out of that. And uh, now most everybody DVRs everything. Um, nobody ever uses a VHS anymore. And uh, DVD recorders, I still have a standalone recorder that I use occasionally. But uh, it's not as convenient as it used to be when you just pop the tape in and hit record. Yeah, one of the drawbacks of having such a large VHS collection is when you move from different places, you have to carry all that with you. And just to uh, store and box up over 100 or 200 tapes is no fun. So it got so cumbersome at a point that I said, you know, there's going to be a moment where none of this is going to matter anymore. Uh, I had to sacrifice a lot of recordings that I thought might be something I wanted to keep, but I did not want, want to put the time and effort into dubbing them to a DVD. So I had to give up a lot of time I spent adding things to a collection versus wanting to preserve it. So VHS, tell me, so tell me, all those yeah. boxes of VHS tapes, what did you end up doing with those? I ended up uh, saving probably uh, 20% of my collection. The rest um, I just donated to the local trash bin. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had too much and, and not enough time to go through and, and uh, categorize everything that I recorded. And a lot of it was just miscellaneous and repeated stuff that I had. And home video took care of a lot of those issues. Having something on DVD or a Blu-ray replaced all that stuff I had recorded on VHS. And then VHS tape became expendable. No need to have it. Right, right. And uh, for me, I'm I'm sitting here looking at my rack i still have some beta tapes on my rack i have some vhs tapes um but the ones the, the tapes that i'm really keeping right now is are the ones that have you know special events on them that were originally recorded that way you know home videos or whatever and i'm always looking for the latest and greatest way to preserve something and no better way to preserve it than to have the original source to make the new recording from so some of these tapes i won't get rid of until i know absolutely for sure that I can't make a better copy of it onto a, a better medium. So, um, you know, I've got my wedding tape. Uh, I've got uh, some stuff from high school. Until I can find a, a better way to preserve them, I want to keep the originals to make the next recording from. Yes, you have to pick and choose what means the most to you and what will last time it takes to store all that. You know, which, um, those are things that uh, it's based on an individual, you know, choice. It's... Uh, I just came to a point where I didn't want to own any any of my tapes anymore, and I need to free my closet. <laughs> That's what it came down to. I hear you. There's there's times when I go into uh, uh, thrift stores and I cringe when I look at the big racks of VHS tapes. I'm like, everybody's got the same idea. They donate them to the local uh, charity or they go in a dumpster because nobody wants to do anything with them anymore. Yes, uh, that's the sad state of now that you see is 
tapes will just end up going into the trash because there's no players for them anymore and people aren't as nostalgic for VHS tapes as they are say audio cassettes which seem to be making a little comeback but I think digital the digital age has taken over and it's definitely here for the future I don't see us going back in that format to a big bulky machine it's going to be everything is now digital streaming video it's no more recording off the TV I, I totally agree um um, uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm, we have Disney plus, we have, uh, we have some streaming services on our TV. I wish there was a way that some of that programming I could record just so that I could say I've got it on a DVD and it's on my shelf, but that, that just seems really impractical when you've got it on demand. Anytime you want to just click on the icon on your app and, and there it is, you can watch it, uh, in true digital form. But you know, the technology is changing so much because it used to be DVDs were all the thing. Then Blu-rays came in and kind of slowed the the pace of DVDs and now with uh, on-demand streaming and everything like that Blu-rays are starting to go the way of the dodo because I'm starting to see tons of those in the thrift stores now Streaming has taken away the the physical product and most people like just to watch it for convenience now not to have uh, in a a video collection to have it streaming on all these different uh, streaming formats uh, seems to be the way people are, are wanting to view things that's true. That's true. So, do you miss the sound of popping a tape in the machine and pushing down that top lid and hitting the play button and hearing the head spin up? <laughs> I don't. I don't miss it, but it sure feels like I just did it last week. Uh, I remember the time I spent recording, and that's uh, that's the one thing I cherish the most is thinking that this was going to be it for a while, and I thought uh, had no clue what it was going to become. I learned a lot from recording uh, because. Everything it was, came down to choice: what you wanted to, to save and what you wanted just to, just to watch and play back. So my collection changed over the years, and it's uh, it is what it is today. But um, I always thought a VCR was going to last forever. I, I thought that was going to be just as important today as it was 40 years ago. But <laughs> boy, have times changed. They sure have. And you know, before we had VCRs, you and I both. Had the same had the same ideas. We were recording TV shows on cassette tapes. Yeah, uh, we had the same kind of growing up period. That uh, it was nice to know each other back then because we knew each other's recordings. We knew what we were doing, and if we wanted a copy of something, we would always uh, offer, "Hey, would you like a copy of this?" We could set up a, a dub at some point, and uh, that was the fun part: is exchanging things that you may have recorded that I missed, and I recorded you missed. And we would talk about that in, in school and stuff. And uh, that was our, you know, that was something that I wanted to get into as a career eventually. You know, uh, TV was something that drew me from the VCR. It was, I wanted to be part of that business. And uh, I'm glad that we got to experience it together in the same way almost. Oh, yes, yes. And and that it, it just brings back a memory of, you know, our two machines being hooked together with a patch cord and having to have a color TV to monitor what we were recording. And if, uh-huh. I'm, and if I'm not mistaken, you had a color TV that you had to slap on the side every once in a while to get the picture to come on. Yeah, it kept, uh, it kept freezing out. Like, it would just turn off, and uh, you had to thump it on the side that the power would come back on. It was crazy. And it was, a, only, it was only a 13-inch screen. Can you imagine how small that was to watch something? Oh, uh, that you was... couldn't see anything. Well, at least it was color. I mean, I didn't get my first color TV in the house until 1982, so I grew up watching black and white TV. Yeah, uh, yeah. Color was the best even back then. It was because 
TV shows back then were much more vivid. When you recorded something, you could. Uh, I always wanted to see color instead. Black and white was, uh, I, to me, taking away a lot of the, the energy of the show. You know, I wanted to see it as, as it was as it was presented on on TV. Right. Right. Well, you know, um, for a future conversation we're going to have for this podcast, we're going to talk about uh, cassette tapes and all the woes and uh, and trials with that. And I actually, I have a, a cassette tape that you and I used to send back and forth to each other uh, when you first moved to Florida. And it's a really cheesy, flaky sounding cassette, but uh, um, that's, that's definitely something we're going to be talking about again soon here, pal. Oh, I can offer you some good stories on those. So uh, let's save it for next time. You bet. Hey, man, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the podcast, and uh, let's talk again real soon, okay? All right, pal. Take care. All right, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for joining me in this little corner of memory lane. I'd like to hear from you. Send me an email, donald9360 at gmail.com. Let me know where you're from and where you heard this podcast. Feel free to share your memories of the good old days, and I might even use them in a future podcast. As always, thanks for listening, and God bless. Talk to you next week on The Way Things Used to Be.